Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and well, today have I got a treat for you. We're going to talk about happiness. Is there anybody out there listening to this wants to be more happy? More often, more happy, 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 super happy. Well, today is all about happiness, and I hope, I really hope, I hope, I hope, that I can give you a few insights as to how to be a happier human being. Let's begin. The first thing I'd like to say, it's hard to do good if you don't feel good. Do you agree with that? When you feel sad, unhappy, miserable, it's hard to do good. So what I'd like to do today is present the different methods of feeling good, which I would say the ultimate mission of it is to feel happy. Happy at work, happy in uh, play, happy in relationship, happy in all aspects of life. So let's look at the self. In self-mastery, there are four aspects of that we, we work with in their wealth. There's self-leadership, then there's self-sufficiency, which you've heard of this month because we're talking about personal power. Self-leadership is making sure you're going in the right direction. Then there's self-care, which is making sure you survive going in the right direction and live long enough to enjoy the fruits of all your hard work. <clears throat> and last but not least, the topic that I is the peak of my work is self-mastery, energy management, vitality, uh, manifestation formula, where you master the self. This is really cool work. But for now, we are in the coaching process. We're talking about self-leadership or self-sufficiency. And in those two Uh, in self-sufficiency, happiness starts to rise up as being a really important thing because anything we depend on to create us happiness is something we're codependent on and that's not going to be a healthy thing. Let's look at it. There's three paths to happiness. Um, You've been introduced to the three paths before because they are be, do and have. So you can say it's what I be, which is the stuff that goes on in my head and in my body, you know, my mind. It's, or it's stuff that I do, stuff that goes on, um, which is called my actions, what I do. And last but not least, what I have. And most of us would say that what I be and what I have are the, the, the low hanging fruit, so to speak, of becoming happy. What I do is the minimum in order to get the other two. I do the minimum so that I can get the maximum be and the maximum have. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, and I'm going to explain some of the uh, tricks of the trade. We, we say, we, we, when it comes to happiness, we say we want it, we say we really want it, we promise ourselves we're going to do things, and then what we do is we, we, get, we look at the results, and the results are what we call Uh, in the inner wealth work, reality. Words are words, thoughts are thoughts, ideas are ideas, promises are promises, but results are reality. So if you're uh, not doing well, that's a result. The idea that you're doing well and saying, oh, look how clever I am and how great I am and how fantastic, that's not resulting in results. Um, There's a sort of a bit of a pushback going to go on there because there's a thing called the gap. So Let's look at the do side of things. Really examine the be, the do, be, do, have. We're saying we, in, in the mathematics of the human mind, 
What I do is not as important as what I have, material possession, and what I be, which is the thoughts that go on in my head. But I'm going to argue with that. When it comes to the do equation, this is a key thing here. 40% of it, 40% of the doing, the motive to do, the incentive to do, only 40% comes from ambition. A huge percentage comes from your values, lining up your values with what you're doing. And I'll talk about that in a mini. And self-talk, 50%. So I've rated self-talk higher than ambition. And that is a really interesting thing because most people will talk about their ambition to the world, tell people what they're going to achieve, what they're going to do, but not actually act in the way that's going to cause it. And, and the reason they don't act in the way they're going, to, they're going to cause the things they want is because their self-talk is out of skew. So we're going to talk about that. So let's talk about that 40% ambition. You know, there are three aspects of, of ambition. Clarity must be clear. You must have some internal strength, which we've been talking about this month. There must be this idea of fall down, fall down eight times, get up nine. And of course, the last one is self-belief. And that's a really big key to, uh, to developing the mastery of, of uh, ambition the belief in yourself. And if you're waiting to, waiting to see it happen before you believe it's possible, you'll be waiting forever. So they're, they're, they're the aspects of ambition. Your values, however, can be demonstrated best by an illustration of mountaineering. At the base camp, you can have anybody's values. You can borrow your partner's values. You can borrow your family values. You can work on your values. Which values come first doesn't matter at the base camp. In other words, at the low-hanging fruit, the easy work, the relaxation at home, chilling out when the family's chilling out, that's all cool. About halfway up the mountain, which is called a midlife crisis, halfway along the road you go, hang on a minute, uh, this is all getting a bit hard and I'm not sure I'm really um, into it being this hard. I really didn't expect it to be this hard to do this. And you get pushed back from your partner because, or you get pushed back from your boss because their values are different to your values and you've got the habit of living other people's values. So what starts to happen is this midlife crisis thing, which is, hang on a minute, I, I, didn't, I didn't sign up in my whole life to compromise for the whole of my life to make somebody else happy who is never happy. What I signed up for is to live my truth to do my best, to be kind, to be caring, to be loving, but I didn't sign up to compromise everything in the idea that I'm gonna make somebody else happy by me conforming to their values. That's a very big wake up. That's a huge wake up. It is a spiritual, emotional, mental, relationship, financial, career, health crisis. The only people who make it to the top of the mountain. So most people, I would say a good percentage of the population get to halfway up and go, it's all too hard, and they surrender. And what they do is they just buy into the idea that for the rest of their life, they're going to live and conform and compromise and live to, the, to their partner's values. And they die very young, these people. There are those that actually say, no, I'm, I'm going to find my values, I'm going to live my values, I'm going to be loving and caring and kind, I'm going to really respect my 
responsibilities and all the things I do, but I'm not going to try to make myself happy by making others happy. That is not going to work. Others have to make themselves happy and I am different to others. My uniqueness, my unique values need to be expressed. I can't take this stuff to the grave with me. And that's a very, very big moment in our lives. Self-talk is another aspect of all this which needs to be carefully considered. So there's a motivator, there's an instructor, and there's a rewarder. And with self-talk, we are replacing the role of our parents, replacing the role of our teachers, and replacing the role of, um, let's say, call it even uh, the child in us. We're replacing it with our own voice. Now, the benefit of having our own voice in self-talk is this. Outside of us, if we rely on other people to motivate us, other people to instruct us, and other people to reward us and treat us like a child, it's really nice, it's really easy, because that's a, a, a romantic idea. But the problem is other people speak binary. They speak both positive motivation and negative motivation. They speak both positive instruction and negative instruction, they get them wrong, and the reward is sometimes coming and sometimes it's not. And so sometimes when we rely on other people to speak to us, they speak in balanced language. But the internal dialogue of ourselves is to deny the negative, is to own the negative, but to deny deny the negative. So our self-talk is a motivator that says you can do it. The instructor is a teacher that says this is how you do it. And the child is the, the voice that says well done for doing it. Now, There is no criticism for not doing it and there is no you can't do that coming from our own brain. It comes from outside our head. That's the outer voices. We replace the outer voices with the inner voice. We become self-sufficient by applying self-talk. Now, self-talk is very important for an athlete. It's extremely important past the middle point on that mountain I showed you earlier. It's really important for anyone going for it, going to live their own values. So let's look at happiness. You have to know what you want. You have to know what it takes. You have to know that you can do it for yourself. And you have to know that it's fun. So it, happiness is ultimately derived from a toolkit that you apply. And what we said in the earlier stages of this this, uh, video is uh, that if you wake up in the morning and you don't have a problem, you better create one quick because that means you're dead. So uh, we need tools to move us through things, continually move us through things because that's the joy of living, to grow and be more happy. You need a toolkit to keep massaging the things that go on around you into the structure of be, do, have. Most importantly, the most important one is the do, what you do. This is Chris, you have a beautiful day. Bye for now.